Hello again, everyone. Welcome into Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. This is the weekly program where we talk about world football. Is there anything else to talk about? Of course not. This is the stuff that really is exciting, and we'll enjoy talking about it, all the different things that are going on. Of course, we've got uh, the days marching forward until we get to qualifications and CONCACAF, and hopefully the United States can uh, make mincemeat out of their uh, group. Uh, as far as that's concerned, everybody is saying this team looks very, very good, so we'll see how it plays out. In the meantime, uh, last um, Tuesday, we had the uh, final uh, first-round matches of the uh, Nations League uh, in Europe, and uh, there was some uh, great action that went on. Now, uh, to start it off that last day, Estonia flew out of Tallinn, and they went over to Yerevan, Armenia. Now, uh, Yerevan uh, Stadium usually is, I mean, when, whenever Armenia's national team plays, those people turn out in droves. Unfortunately, it was empty. But that didn't make any difference as Armenia played a very controlled game, very disciplined game. Estonia got a little rattled toward the end, but it didn't make any difference. Armenia coming out on top 2-0 in that game. Over in Tbilisi, Georgia, uh, North Macedonia traveled down there to play the Georgia team, and uh, that game ended in a 1-1 draw. Meanwhile, in the tiny little principality of San Marino, Liechtenstein came across uh, Italy to play them. And uh, San Marino did not do very well at home. Liechtenstein coming away with a 2-0 win on the road there. In Brussels, Belgium played Iceland in quite a game. I watched this one, and uh, boy, I'll tell you what, Belgium just looks really, really good. Uh, they are number one in the world for a reason. They're very, very uh, disciplined. They have good passing, a great midfield, lots of great players. And uh, Iceland just was no match for them. Uh, Iceland just wore down toward the end. Belgium coming away easily with a 5-1 victory. The other game I watched was Denmark and England. This was played in Copenhagen. The Danish defense, I must say, is like a stone wall. I have never seen a stronger defense in European teams in a while. Denmark looks very, very good on the back line. However, their problem is getting the ball from midfield to the attack for a score. Uh, they had some good opportunities. They did make some inroads toward the English defense, but they just couldn't connect cor correctly between the midfielders and the uh, forwards. So uh, the game ended in a 0-0 draw. What uh, back, uh, uh, Gareth uh, Southgate has done for England is just amazing. He's got this team playing very, very well. They just need a little more cohesion. He's got firepower at every, uh, at every place you can imagine. So if he can just get the cohesion going with the team, this England team would be very, very dangerous. Again, England and Denmark tying 0-0. But I think the English can do better. Than, uh, than what they showed at uh, Copenhagen. Now, the next game was one everybody was looking at. Unfortunately, it wasn't shown on American television anywhere, which was kind of a sad thing. But you had a rematch of the uh, last World Cup final, France and Croatia playing in Paris. Unfortunately, of course, no fans in the uh, stands. Um, Croatia looked all right. Croatia kind of looked a little disjointed at times. France looking very, very good as usual. France coming away with a 4-2 victory in that game. Portugal went up to Stockholm and played Sweden. And this was supposed to be a pretty good game because the Swedish uh, midfield is supposed to be one of the best around Europe that I've heard. Okay, so Portugal goes into the game. Of course, Ronaldo's playing, and he looks uh, awesome as usual. Unfortunately, Sweden in the 44th minute gets a red card, so they got to play 10 men for the rest of the game. That didn't help situations any. Portugal kind of played ball possession throughout the rest of the game after taking a 1-0 lead, and they came away with a 2-0 shutout win there. Azerbaijan traveled to Cyprus, and Azerbaijan came away with a 1-0 win there. Luxembourg was home to Montenegro. This was kind of an interesting uh, get-together as well. Luxembourg played tough against Montenegro. Montenegro, obviously the better team. 
And uh, Luxembourg, unfortunately, went down with a red card at the 84th minute. So they had to play shorthanded. But actually, the, the, the real killer came in the 92nd minute when Luxembourg committed a foul in the penalty box, gave a penalty kick to Montenegro. Montenegro walks away on the road with a 1-0 win there. So that was the last action of this round of the Nations League. They'll play again here in a couple of weeks in the beginning of October. Now, taking a look back there on last Tuesday in Mexico action, uh, Atletico San Luis was home to Necaxa and won there 2-1. It was Juarez traveling down south to Toluca and winning on the road 1-0. Good three points for Juarez. Atlas went to Monterrey to play to Rayados. That was a 1-1 draw there at Rayados. Queretaro went to um, Guadalajara to play Chivas. That was a 1-1 draw there. And then the America played Puebla at Puebla. Now, this is a rivalry because America and Puebla are not that far apart. America, of course, playing in Mexico City. They are not that far apart. And by halftime in this game, Puebla was up 2-0. And uh, things were not looking good for America. Now, I don't know what went on in the, in the locker room at halftime of America. Uh, as you know, Herrera is the coach. Uh, he's got a fiery temper. I don't know if chairs were thrown or if ceilings were busted or whatever. But America came out in the second half and apparently looked like a brand new team because they scored three goals in the second half, shutting Puebla down. And America came away with a road win, 3-2, to two, after coming from behind, 2 to nothing. Okay, so that was on the 8th. Then we go to the 9th, and there was ML action, MLS action on the 9th. Minnesota United hosting Dallas. That was a 3-2 win for Minnesota United. Toronto going to Montreal in the Canadian rivalry. Toronto winning on the road 2-1. Atlanta United traveled down south to Miami, and Inter-Miami stole one there 2-1 at home. Houston Dynamo on the road to Colorado were able to draw 1-1 there, playing Colorado, of course, and Denver is always tough because of the altitude. LAFC traveled to Real Salt Lake, left the offense at home apparently because Real Salt Lake had their way with LAFC in Salt Lake City. Score was 3-0 there. That was MLS action on the 9th. On the 10th, we had the PSG uh, Lawns game, which kind of kicked off the beginning of the Ligue 1 season, French League. And PSG came out, had 79% possession, only had two corner kicks the entire game. Lawns had 21 fouls during the game and four corner kicks. Result, Lawns wins at home, 1-0. PSG is frustrated. We'll be talking about the next PSG game in a few minutes. Something to really talk about, some details there. MLS action on the 10th saw Seattle destroying the San Jose Earthquakes in Seattle by a score of 7-1. to one. Then on September the 11th, uh, we had La Liga action from Spain, Granada, shutting out Bilbao 2-0 at Granada. France, Bordeaux and Lyon played in Bordeaux. That was a 0-0 draw. And in Mexican League action, Chivas traveled to Necaxa. That was a 2-1 win for Chivas, while Juarez Shut out Puebla in Juarez, one to nothing. Then on the 12th, we had a whole slate of action in a whole bunch of leagues, so we'll just take it one at a time. Now, in the EPL, which was the first day of EPL action on the 12th, uh, Man City and Man U were all supposed to play, but they did not. Those games were postponed till later dates because of their uh, uh, the uh, players being involved with Nations League action. So those games have been moved up, so we will see Man U and Man City in further action a little bit later on. However, in the first day of EPL action, Arsenal traveled to Fulham, and uh, really wasn't much of a match. I didn't expect it. Fulham, of course, having just been uh, elevated back up to the uh, EPL, Arsenal with Miguel Arteta at the helm still, 3-0 win there for the Gunners. Crystal Palace went to Southampton, 
or rather Southampton went to Crystal Palace. And of course, Crystal Palace is just, it's just an amazing team. Uh, they never, they never really lose in, in, a, in a dramatic fashion. They never really lose by big numbers, but when they win, it's very dramatic as well. Southampton coming to Crystal Palace, Palace winning the game one to nothing. The Magpies of Newcastle traveled to West Ham United and Newcastle brought their offense with them. Newcastle looking very strong to begin the season. Newcastle winning 2-0 at West Ham. Then we had Liverpool and Leeds. Now, on paper, this game was supposed to be a blowout, okay, because you got the reigning EPL champions. Liverpool is just a machine. You've got Leeds United just elevated up to to the EPL. What was going to happen here? Well, of course, Marcelo Bielsa is making his debut in the EPL for Leeds. He's a good coach. He's a smart guy. And uh, I, I, my hat's off to him. I hope he has a great season. Uh, and let, let me tell you, this was a game that caught everybody off guard because at the halftime, it was Liverpool 3, Leeds 2. That's right, five goals in the first half. These teams were running up and down the field like the defense wasn't even there. Okay, so they go to the second half, and the pace continues. I don't know how they kept the pace up, to, to, to be honest with you. But uh, they just kept the pace up and down the field, up and down the field. Liverpool finally came out on top 4-3. to three. It was quite a way for Liverpool to start their season. Hats off to Leeds for a great game against uh, Liverpool. Even though they came out with no win, they still showed Liverpool that Leeds is in the EPL and they mean business. Very good. Looking at the Scottish League on that Saturday, uh, Aberdeen was home to Kilmarnock, and that was a 1-0 win for Aberdeen. Hamilton traveled to Livingston, and Hamilton comes away with a 2-1 win on the road. Good three points there. St. Johnstone traveled from Perth down to the southeast side of Glasgow to play Motherwell. Motherwell escaping with a 1-0 win at home. Dundee United traveling to Rangers. Oh, my goodness, this was not good, as the Rangers just showed why they're so dominant in Scottish Premier League soccer. 4-0 win there for Rangers. Celtic traveling to the outside of Inverness to play Ross County. Celtic brought the offense and then some with them. My goodness, this was embarrassing for Ross County. 5-0 win for Celtic on the road. And Hibernian traveled to St. Mirren, coming away with a 3-0 shutout win there on the road. That's a good three points for Hibs. La Liga, uh, action on that Saturday. Celta de Vigo traveled to Basque Country to play Ibar. Resulted in a 0-0 draw. Good one point on the road there. Osasuna traveled to Cadiz. Osasuna coming away with a 2-0 win in that match. In the French League, Nice traveled to Montpellier and unfortunately did not bring the offense with him. Montpellier winning at home 3-1. St. Etienne hosting Strasbourg. 2-0 win there for St. Etienne in French League action. Then in Mexican action on that Saturday the 11th, it was Atlas hosting Mazatlan, 1-1 draw there. Tigres at home to Santos in Monterrey. Tigres winning 2-0 there. Santos looking very, very uh, lackluster in that game. And America at home against Toluca at Aztec. Toluca playing very strong, very well. Gets a 1-1 draw on the road at Azteca. MLS action saw New York Red Bulls going to D.C. United and winning 2-0 on the road. It was NYCFC hosting Cincinnati, and Cincinnati, unfortunately, did not bring the offense, losing 2-1. The Chicago Fire at home against Columbus, 2-2 draw there. It was Inter-Miami traveling to Orlando for the Florida rivalry, and Orlando winning that one 2-1. Philadelphia Union hosting New England, 2-1 win there for Philadelphia. Nashville and Atlanta United combined for six goals. 
Nashville winning 4-2. Houston traveling to Dallas for the Texas rivalry, losing there 2-1. Real Salt Lake getting a red card halfway through the game, and then it was all downhill for Colorado from there as the Colorado Rapids on the road get a 5-0 pasting of Real Salt Lake. Good three points for the Colorado Rapids on the road. So then we go on to the 13th, which was um, Sunday, and Leicester City traveled to West Brom for a 3-0 win in EPL action. Everton went to Tottenham, and how about this? Josie Mourinho's team got shocked at home. Everton pulling away a 1-0 win on the road at Tottenham. Good three points for Everton there. We'll follow them and see how they're doing as the league progresses this year. In La Liga action on Sunday the 13th, Barcelona and Elche, along with Real Madrid and Hetafe, postponed till later dates. Deportivo Alaves hosting Real Betis and Manuel Pellegrini. Manuel Pellegrini, his first game in La Liga. And guess what? He gets a win. I don't know how this man does it, but he does it. Real Betis goes to Deportivo Alaves, comes away with a 1-0 win on the road. Real Sociedad uh, going over to Real Valladolid. This was a uh, sort of a northern Spain rivalry. Real Sociedad, of course, being up there in San Sebastian in uh, Basque country. Real Valladolid over there in northwest Spain on the coast. It's a 1-1 draw those team teams played to. Uh, Villarreal hosted Huesca. Huesca, of course, just being elevated to the uh, La Liga. And Huesca comes away with a 1-1 draw on the road. So it's a good one point there. Valencia hosting Levante uh, in that game. And Valencia coming away with a 4-2 win in La Liga action on that Sunday. In League 1 on that Sunday, uh, Mets went to Lille. Lille shutting out the Mets 1-0 on, uh, at home. Angers hosting Reims. And Angers hosting, or rather, uh, conquering a 1-0 win there over Reims. Brest goes to Dijon, and Brest comes away with a 2-0 win there. It was Lons going to Lorient. Five goals scored in the game. Lons on top, 3-2 to two on the road, so that's a good three points for Lons. Rennes goes to Nimes, and six goals in that game. Rennes winning 4-2 to two on the road. Monaco hosting Nance, and Monaco gets a good win at home, 2-1 to one there. Now, I told you about PSG. Well, they played Marseille, one of their rivalries, and that was in Parc des Princes there in Paris. Of course, no fans there, which made it, would have made it a lot more interesting. But let me tell you about this game. First of all, 36 fouls. Do I have your attention? 36 fouls in the game. 17 by PSG, 19 by Marseille. There were uh, a total of five red cards in the game. Four of them were issued in an all-out brawl that happened in injury time around the 93rd minute. Neymar was included from PSG. The teams ended up playing nine against eight for the last two and a half minutes or so. Marseille wins the brawl or the game, if you want to look at it that way, by a score of one to nothing. We'll see what happens with PSG in their next game. Mexican League action. In the meantime, not as exciting, but some good scores. Atletico San Luis on the road to Pumas, winning or losing rather three to nothing. Leon on the road to Caretero and winning there three to two. Cruz Azul from Mexico City making that long trip up to Tijuana and winning on the road there two to one. Good three points there for Cruz Azul. Now, in the Mexican League at this point, what we've got is we've got Pumas and Cruz Azul on top at 22 points apiece. Leon right behind them at 21. Leon, a real surprise so far. America in fourth place at 20. And then in fifth place, we've got Chivas with 15 points. 
So all bunched up there at the top. There's only seven points separating fifth place from first place at this point in the season. Uh, it's going to be a good year for the Mexican League. I can see it uh, building up right now. Now on the 13th, we had MLS action. Uh, Sporting KC shut out Minnesota United one to nothing. It was Vancouver losing to Montreal at home 4-2. Vancouver getting a red card in the 57th minute. LAFC 4, Portland 2, that was at Los Angeles. And then the San Jose Earthquakes and LA Galaxy played in San Jose to a 0-0 draw. Uh, In the EPL, on Monday the 14th, it was Wolves shutting out Sheffield United 2-0. Kind of an interesting game there. Those are the two teams that last year kind of surprised people in the EPL. Finishing in the top 15, those two teams, they both have very, very minimal payrolls. But Espeno Nuno, who who was the coach for Wolves, just a smart guy, knows how to move his players around. Coach for Sheffield United, really sharp individual as well. I expect good seasons out of both of them. Wolves winning this encounter 2-0 at uh, Sheffield United. Um, Now, coming up, we've got some action this week. Uh, Apparently, South America has gotten a little bit better as far as the COVID situation is concerned. So they're going to start playing some games in the Copa Libertadores. Now on the 15th, we've got Montpellier and Lyon playing at Montpellier in the French League. Then Copa Libertadores is going to start on Tuesday the 15th. You've got Wilsterman playing Atletico uh, PR from Curtiba, Brazil. Now, of course, Wilsterman, if you are not real, uh, don't realize this, one of the more uh, older franchises in South America. They play out of the city that I call is halfway to the moon. Uh, La Paz, Bolivia. As you know, La Paz is way up there in the mountains, about three times as high as uh, Denver. And so Wilsterman's going to host Atletico PR in that game on Tuesday. In other Copa Libertadores action, Colo Colo of Chile is going to host Peñarol from Uruguay. Uh, Santos of Brazil, of course, we all know that team because that's where the great Pelé played for years. Uh, Pelé, or rather Santos, is going to host Olympia from Paraguay in Santos uh, in Brazil. Then Binacional, who's out of Peru, is going to host LDU Quito in uh, Lima for that game. On Wednesday, PSG, in their next encounter, they're going to be at home against Mets. Let's see if they at least can get a win or a tie and don't have to clear the benches in order to get the job done. be very interesting to watch that, indeed. PSG Mets on Wednesday. Copa Libertadores action continues on Thursday as um, Internacional is going to host America de Cali. Now, Internacional is from Brazil. They're from Porto Alegre. Estudiantes Merida, which is in uh, Venezuela, is going to host Alianza Lima. And then also Caracas, the uh, another the very well-known Venezuelan team, is going to travel to Medellin in Colombia. Universidad Católica there in Santiago, Chile, is going to host Gremio from Brazil. And Bolivar, the other another team that plays in La Paz, Bolivia, and a franchise has been around since I can since dirt, I think, uh, Bolivar is going to host Palmeiras from Sao Paulo. That's going to be in La Paz, which, again, is going to be an interesting situation because I can't imagine going to play one game at about 15,000 feet and trying to keep your uh, your lungs in some sort of shape. MLS action coming up uh, also on Wednesday. is going to see find Colorado at Dallas. Uh, Portland is going to go to San Jose. And in Scottish action, uh, Celtic is going to travel to East Glasgow to take on St. Miren, and that's in Scottish action. So we've got uh, Copa Libertadores starting up again this week. Uh, we will have the scores for you next week in our uh, show, 
and uh, we'll tell you how those uh, pairings are, are, are shifted out and how uh, who's who's winning and who's looking good. Uh, Copa Libertadores is always a good uh, good tournament because of the teams that are involved. These are some high class teams, some really storied old soccer franchises from South America. And uh, this is just really uh, pleasant football to watch. So we'll keep you posted there. Okay, very good. That does it for Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Lauren McClay handles our uh, technical producing, uh, production of the show. And John Dang, of course, handles our sound. DC McClay is in the ideas department. We really appreciate you joining us. Now, please wash your hands. Continue to wash your hands. Apparently, the curves are going down in a lot of the places. As I told you, uh, South America is looking actually uh, pretty good uh, at this point. So they're starting up the Copa Libertadores action. Uh, Of course, the stadiums will be empty, but we want those stadiums to have fans in them again. That's where the the atmosphere and the passion really is. So let's wash our hands. Remember that social distancing, six feet. Uh, Safe pies entre nosotros, okay? And lavar los manos, por favor, okay? So very good. That's Kicks and Dribbles. Y'all have a good week, and whatever you do, don't have too many yellow cards.